Hello, Christ community. How are we doing? It is really good to see you guys from this viewpoint, and a tad terrifying, if I'm honest. I'm not used to being in front of y'all, so I prefer you up there, but uh, this is going to be a lot of fun today. Um, we're really excited to be here. We are up here because of who we are as a church, as well as who we have become. Um, last week, we got to celebrate our For the City and Beyond journey, and if you guys weren't here we suggest you guys go on and look at it online. Um, we got a really cool video. Alan got to highlight some really pivotal things in that. So be sure to do that. But today is different. Today we are going to be talking about future, um, talking about what is next for us here and where do we go from here, and also answering your questions. A few weeks ago, uh, KJ and I sent an email out asking for some of your questions, and you guys did incredible sending those to us, and they were very helpful um, in just what we're going to be doing here today. So thank you for that. And a side note on that, we want to keep you guys informed all the time. So when you have questions, please connect with us. We want to keep you in the loop and be clear on things. So I think on the front of your newsletter today, there's an email address that you can send us questions. And this conversation here might spark some more questions. So we're going to have some tables in the lobby, and I believe the four of us are going to be out there as well as some other staff and leaders that are going to be answering questions. So find us afterwards if that happens. Um, so that is our goal today, to clarify, give some perspective, and kind of see where change is taking us. So that is why these fine gentlemen are up here with me today. So thank you guys for doing this. If you don't know who these people are, let me introduce them. We have Steve Offling. He is our pastor of Global Impact. We have KJ Tenza. He is our pastor of NextGen. He's a hunter, he's a beekeeper, he's a dad. He, what else do you do? You do a lot. So <laughs> that's KJ. Um, and then last but certainly not least, um, the man who shepherds us all. We have our lead pastor, Alan Crafts. So thank you guys so much for being there. I am Jenny. I head up communications here, and I get to represent all of you today. So I'm very excited about doing that. And these guys can sometimes be a little long-winded up here, so I'm here to make sure we get out of here on time, okay? So <laughs> that's my job. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, as I was going through these questions that they sent, there were some common themes, but I really want to start with some of the more prevalent questions that came up, and that's regarding the West Campus. And so, Alan, I'll probably start with you on that. Um, so West Property, what's happening? Is it happening? Uh, one person asked, has the vision changed in light of some of the roadblocks? So maybe we can start there. I'm going to interrupt just really quick. <laughs> of course. As just a caveat. Already? It surprised out already. Like, um, so just as a caveat, so our church uh, values the authentic voice and, uh, you know, and so this whole thing is unprepared. And so, so all of the answers that are about to come they are authentically <laughs> happening now. This is not a, a prepared conversation. So if things don't come out like, like perfect, just give us grace. Okay? Grace all over this. All right. Go what out. a perfect setup. Yeah. Okay, like, thank you. Grace. Do you need me to repeat the question? <laughs> no, one of the questions, yeah. Um, West property. West property. Yeah, what's happening? Um, yeah. When I think about um, that question... You know, I think about really the heart of our vision all along is, uh, is people. Um, these statistics of 80% of the people in this, this region um, have really no connection to Jesus. And I think God cares about that. And, um, and because he cares about it, we care about it as well. 
And, and so um, we really want to do, as a church, we want to leverage whatever resources we have to help reach people, to help touch people with Jesus' love. And so um, seven years ago or so, we were given this 35 acres, just kind of give a little bit of backstory, but we were given 35 acres of land on West 10th, and we immediately began praying about what to do with that. Um, we had some meetings with a number of you, a number of leaders came together, we prayed, we dialogued, whiteboarded. I mean, we were just seeking the Lord about what to do and really felt like, um, God wanted us to leverage that land to influence this region in a greater way, and, and that would be through um, having two campuses, um, uh, multiplying campuses, having two campuses um, where, where people can experience him. And so we began to kind of go up for that. We began to seek that vision um, and um, in prayer, and, and, uh, and then we, uh, we had some plans, you know, for a, a West Campus um, on the 35 acres, and uh, we, we really began to pursue that. Um, and um, in the midst of that, we, uh, we started to, we were receiving money from the, the campaign, which was awesome, and we decided we're going to use the money coming in to invest in the infrastructure. This was raw land, didn't have a sewer, electrical, water, all that stuff. So we realized that's our first priority. As we began to get bids for the work, uh, the sewer line, the cost of sewer line doubled from when we started. Um, it was over $2 million the last time we checked, um, and that was just the sewer line, um, plus there are all sorts of other infrastructure costs. And so in the midst of that um, and some just exploring with other developers, not anything really coming together on that, we thought, you know, this may be, we've taken this first step, this may be the Lord's way of pointing us a particular, another direction. And so um, at that point, when we realized the costs were just astronomical or at least beyond what we wanted to um, invest in, um, we began looking for other property. And that led us to this 10 acres of property at a promontory, which had a lot of the elements. It had already infrastructure in place. It had green space, which was a critical part of our vision, really wanting a place where people can hang out and do life together. And so we were very excited about that. Um, and uh, so we made an offer on that, that property. Um, and we entered into a contract to purchase that property, and, and the, the cost of the property is less than the cost of the sewer line. So we were pretty excited about that, and we had the cash available because of your generosity. And so for the last several months, we've been pursuing that. And it looked like everything was coming together, and then um, in December, we discovered that um, this was in a, a metro district, and um, the churches, um, organizations like churches, were not approved on the list of approved users. And so we have been in the process of going to the city um, and uh, going to the planning commission. We have a, a schedule. We're on the agenda for April 23rd. Put that on your prayer list. And then we're on the city council agenda for May 21st. And um, our goal is to have city council just give approval to churches being uh, at that site. Um, and so if that goes through, then we are able to kind of begin, um, not begin, we've already been planning and dreaming, what would be, we, we would be able to move forward in um, this vision for uh, two permanent campuses here and out west. So it sounds, to me at least, it sounds like vision has not changed, plans have changed. Absolutely, ultimately. yeah. Okay. The vision is still all about people. And it's all about this growing region. Um, I do think this has opened a door for, uh, because the property, I think, is even more strategically located further west, still in Greeley, but further west. I think it does open a door 
for us to have even a greater regional impact, which um, hadn't been as much on our radar initially when we were kind of looking at building on the 35 acres. All right, All right I'm going to ask you this because so I was told to be spontaneous up here, okay. <laughs> so, so don't kill me afterwards. Okay. How has this process from beginning to the place that we are today, how has that felt for you? I want to you know, talk about yeah. heart and journey and that sort of thing. I'm glad you asked that. I really am, actually, uh, because it has been, um, um, it has been, there have been difficult moments. Um, we felt like we had a, you know, a clear vision and the land and the property and building and all that and began drawing things and, you know, buildings. And so there was a lot of excitement about that initially. And then when um, we couldn't find really a developer to partner with and when the cost of the sewer line kept going up and it was, it was pretty frustrating. Um, but I actually have a, a picture that um, just recently um, was, uh, I, I read uh, this, um, and it, it's really been helpful for me. And I was remembering how um, when the um, Israelites came out of Egypt, um, the way God led them, so they're kind of new to this whole freedom thing, the way God led them was through this cloud. So during the day, God's presence would be this cloud, and the, the Israelites' one job was to follow the cloud. And if the cloud didn't move that day, they didn't move. And if it moved, then that another day, they actually moved. Their whole goal was not to know the big picture. It was to follow the cloud. And that actually has really helped me. That's so good. As, as, <laughs> but it's, it's yeah. helped me because I thought that's exactly the journey we've been on. Even before, we're, we're, we're in a room, we're in a building, and in a room right now that 15 years ago, um, people invested in so that, so that we could experience this. And I can remember even three years before that, we, you were trying to buy the homes here, and one of the homes was, it was a difficult situation, and we, as a congregation, we prayed together, we put our hand towards the north, and we just prayed for that to open up, and God answered that prayer. And so I felt like that was the next step for us. And following the cloud just means taking the next step. And so the 35 acres was really, that was where the God was leading us. And we took that step. And had we not taken that step, I don't think we'd be looking at Promontory. Wouldn't even, that wouldn't have even been on our radar. And so I believe that has helped me think about the journey when the cloud is not moving and when it seems like things are stopped. Hey, God is still leading. And our job, really, as a church is to follow the cloud, is to follow his leading wherever that goes. You know, and I love the flexibility you're talking about because uh, just for everyone to know, there's been so much prayer each step of the way. Yeah. and. And I appreciate the fact that uh, there's not been this rigidness, this is what we're going to do no matter what. But I think a real sensitivity to what God has for yeah. us. And I think one thing you mentioned, which I love, is this, the, this uh, exposure to a more regional presence, not just a West Greeley presence, which was great in itself, but really a much more impactful in the future. Yeah. That's great. All right, so I'm going to keep us on track here. So I'm going to move us along. See, I'm looking out for all of you here. <laughs> Okay, so you talked about 35 or 35 acres. What happens with the 35 acres if this promontory? Yeah, so through? if the promontory uh, property um, happens, we're able to purchase that, then our, our goal is to leverage the 35 acres as a blessing to help the promontory building happen. So um, we're not interested in, in a hurry, kind of a fire sale kind of a deal. We want to get the uh, most we could get for that really str pretty strategic property. Um, and use those resources, those financial resources, to help us then um, to help pay for the, uh, the building at Promontory. Nice. Okay. That's the plan if. Okay. 
these past three years, we've been using a language, um, and we got some questions coming out of last week, actually, that came through about this, but it was the language of marketplace ministry. So can one of you guys kind of explain what this is and why we're utilizing this avenue of ministry? Don't all jump you up jump in that? Whoa. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you guys off See you um, So um, our goal as a church, it isn't just to, you know, experience God here. It's to experience God everywhere, especially out there in the city of Greeley. Our whole campaign has been called For the City and, and Beyond. And so, of course, the things that all of us do in the everyday, like, marketplace experience, the gospel has to impact that. And, and not just be an impact, but, you know, to almost be, be like a force. And so our church has seen that there's so much potential in being very intentional about the gospel going forward. And so um, that isn't something that, that our church just has been exper- experimenting money in. Um, the idea of Zoe's, for instance, it's, it's been around for quite a long time now. And, and Zoe's, it's kind of like the epitome of that. Like, you know, um, half of the city who attends Zoe's or goes to Zoe's for coffee that does not have a clue that Zoe's, that, that Christ community owns that property. Like, it is so, f- okay, like for instance, there is this type. Um, Remember, we I'm have all to excited. Be done okay, by a so time. there's this time that there is this girl who I had to set up an appointment to talk to, and she was so intimidated about going to a church to talk to a pastor, and so she brought up the idea of of going to a safe place, and I said. Pick a place. Pick totally anywhere. And she said, how about Zoe's? Zoe's feels like a safe place to me. And so I was like, yes. And we're like, she had no, that's our church, you know? And like, our church feels like a safe place to people who have no idea. Um, and, And so our goal is for us to like embrace that idea of creating these these places that the gospel is just abounding and, and, and they aren't inside the church. And also, I think I would just, the word, I would not use the word force, even though you did, but I'd use the word fragrance. So, I like force. So, okay. But um, <laughs> a fragrant force. But it's, there's something about, I think a lot of people today are afraid of the church being a force in terms of forcing an agenda. And that is not our heart. Our heart is to let the fragrance of Christ fill everywhere, including people in the business world, people working at the hospital, wherever, wherever you all, wherever we work, that we bring the gospel with us. And so the marketplace, um, passion for the marketplace is really that idea of all of us seeing Jesus impact whatever we do 24-7. And then Zoe's reflects that, and um, hopefully the West Campus, Lord willing, that the goal would, that, is that that would also kind of reflect that, that same heartbeat. It's sometimes it's very helpful to break down this difference between sacred places like a church building and, and secular things in the community, which really should not be. And this is where people live. They live in homes. They live in workplaces. They spend many hours in school and so forth. And, and that fragrance you're talking about, of course, 
needs to go where people are and connect with people. And I think this is a, it was very, very exciting. It's, and I think it's really blossomed these last several years. Which is, I think, um, why the, yeah. the food truck, another F yeah. word, but the food yeah. truck um, actually embodies that, I yeah. think. The food yeah. truck enables us to go to places where people right. are hanging out rather yeah. than, hey, come to this event that we're hosting. We're able to go to to people um, and offer great food and also the love of Christ kind of relationally in that sort of a fragrant yeah. context. See, I was thinking about the force plus the okay. fragrance. Because, okay, just picture this. There's Ready? a perfume bottle. <laughs> okay, if all I, right. No, no, no. So if I squirted a perfume bottle here, in, in like 10 minutes, this whole space is going to smell it because the force of that fragrance going out would impact all of you. We're okay. so far beyond where I thought we would be. Bring us back. Okay, here we go. So, Steve, an extensive part of our For the City and Beyond vision uh, was very much the local and global initiatives, which we kind of put into the area of compassion, and a lot of people um, sent in some great questions regarding this. Um, but there was one in particular that I think needs a lot of clarification. And so um, I'm going to ask you this question, but then hang tight with me. I'm going to need some audience participation here, OK? Yeah. So here is um, the question. I've heard some of the pastors talk about nonprofit networks that we have, but I'm not sure what they are and why they are necessary. So before you answer this question, I'm going to ask you all here. And I can kind of see. Um, let's see. So. Raise your hand if, how many of you know the two nonprofits that we have, uh, the For the City Network and Network Beyond, the, if you know of them? That's pretty good. And West and Traditions, same thing with you guys. Um, how many of you know the difference between the two and why they exist? Okay, couple. Okay, do one of you want to come up and explain <laughs> this? I know, me neither. So Steve. <laughs> There's some clarification we absolutely need. So. And I'm really happy to address that. Okay. That's a great question. <laughs> if we can maybe picture this like, a, like an umbrella, and the, the big umbrella over this all is for the city and beyond. And we've been participating in that and giving to this, praying about it, and it's been a fantastic journey. Uh, we realize when we, we cast the vision for this that um, when we talk about reaching a city, that's huge. It, it's big. I mean... It's bigger than um, a little community. It's, this is hundreds of thousands of people we're talking about. Now we talk about the world, and we're talking about really, really huge. <laughs> and we realized that um, and began asking this question, what needs to happen for this to take place? Uh, how do we go about this whole area? But we talk about blessing a city and reaching a city and connecting with various aspects of our community. And we began to think we need to partner with others and we need to connect with others. And so two organizations were birthed. And so if you can, again, picture the umbrella. Under one of the parts of the umbrella was something called Network Beyond. And this is a, a nonprofit that was birthed to um, really grow our international ministry, our international work. Um, this is something that's enormous. And we found people who shared our heart, people that loved Jesus as we love Jesus and love people like we love Jesus who, who had gifts and abilities that, that we share as well. And uh, this has served as a vehicle for us to be able to include others under the umbrella to make a, a, a tangible difference in the world. Whereas I think of today, this changes literally by the week and month, but I think we're over two dozen countries now in the world, which is inconceivable in terms of how did that happen so quickly. And it's really 
partners that really are stretched around the world who share our common love for ministry to people. What does one of these partners look like, like an example? Oh my goodness, very, let me give you, I'll, I'll show one story. Uh, we have a work uh, that's been on our hearts for a long time as a church, and in fact, uh, we've had teams of people praying regularly for this work for years now, and it's been uh, totally unreached people groups. So in other words, there's no churches in this area we're thinking about, there's no known Christians there, and we have just been involved in this process. It's been very, very difficult, tough job. Uh, we realize why they were unreached. People have tried, and it's been very difficult. And we found other people who shared our heart. And so we found uh, folks uh, who said, what about this, and what about this community, what about that? And it was very interesting that even just last fall, there was a, a team from our church who went to this area. We met with leaders, other Christians from two other different countries of the region. And together we sat down, we prayed, and the work was launched. Yeah. And it's very exciting to see how partners work together and network together to bring about uh, now new believers in this community that is very, very hostile to Jesus, uh, is a very interesting, very influential place of another great religious organization right. and religion in the world. And now there are people who follow Jesus in this place. So I, I'm pretty excited about yeah. that. So that is Network Beyond. Yeah, so that's So one, what about For the City Network? For the City Network is uh, something that is very similar in one sense, but different in terms of its, its focus. And that is, how do we connect with uh, those who, for example, are uh, part of gangs or refugees moving into our areas or the emotionally broken or the... the uh, chronically impoverished, under-resourced people, or people who don't have a relationship with Jesus? Uh, how do we think about marketplace issues and people in the workplace and so forth? And uh, this is the focus of For the Seed Network, okay. bringing together um, our experiences, our resources, our leadership, along with others who share our heart under this organization that allows us to work together very effectively in reaching into the community and making a difference there. That's great. Alan, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. so the trans, a significant transition is mm -hmm. happening now. So that was under the umbrella for the city and beyond. But now for the city and beyond is completed. So both of those organizations are now coming under our church's umbrella. In other words, they really um, are our primary, our, our, mis our missions arm, our international arm is Network Beyond. And our local outreach arm as a church is for the city network. And so they now are really a part of our general fund, whatever you would call that. We are in, we're in the process this year of bringing both of those organizations kind of under as a part of our, our general fund, if that, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think Good. that's, do you understand, KJ? Yeah, it, I understand, and if I can bring, uh, I also think it'd be fun to just kind of synthesize this down for those of us who, who kind of just have to have a big picture. Um, that's all I am. Just tell me the big picture. And there's this, this thing that, man, I'm so proud of the thing that you've done because it's brilliant. Um, the... Our journey as a church hasn't been just to like go overseas and fix the problem or to fix the problem here in our city. It isn't just to get, get funds and then go figure it out and then by the time the funds are done, the programs are done. It was kind of almost 
he has been like the architect creating these systems that, that are sustainable. And so, so the things that he just got done explaining these two systems, that there's a, a system for the entire planet, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the global one, and then there's a system for our city that, that are fully sustainable systems that the capital campaign is done, but they will keep going on. If Christ's community ceased to exist today, they would keep going on. It's not that the problem was fixed and then it's done. It's like the For the City and Beyond and Project Beyond and all the, the other like programs that have happened to bring us to this point, it built these two ongoing global fantastic things that are going to keep going on for a really, really long time, possibly even apart from us. And I love that. That's good. So yeah, you know we have we have great days ahead as a church. This is just very very exciting. And what you're mentioning is so true. We we think about sustainability all the time, and to develop leaders and the enormous number of leaders that we work with uh, on a global and local scale is just amazing. And I'm just really thankful for them and and thankful for our church to jump into this. Uh, it was really a high-risk venture when you think about it, and yet God has really favored the work. And, and now instead of seeing a lot of good things happen, which we always have been involved in as a church, we're seeing those good things really multiplied many times over uh, where they go. Okay, so off the top of soft your cup. <laughs> Take control, right? Jenny, if you need to. No, I'm getting there. Soft top yeah. of your head. Tell, tell us how many people are involved. Just don't quote them on this. <laughs> But how many people are involved? You know, uh, let me give a, a longer answer to that if nope, I can. Nope, <laughs> nope. sorry. But here, here's, here's what happens, I think you, in, in the book of Acts, I think I, as a good example, you know, it started with 120, and then you have 3,000, you have 5,000, and after, after a while they stopped counting. Yeah. Uh, simply because a sense of movement begins at a certain point. Uh, so there are... I, I don't know. Okay. They're, they're so are we talking like 75,000 or are we talking 50,000, 25,000 or hundreds of thousands? Tens we, of people. <laughs> Give well, me something. Well, we have trained um, on a leadership end. We've probably trained over 7,500 yeah. global leaders now. Plus, we have leadership stuff going on in our community as well. Each of these people, I mean, some of these folks lead 40 or 50 churches. They're in charge of organizations. Some of them, one, one partner has 4,000 people who are developing disciples in some of the hardest places on the planet. So in terms of struggling right now. It's uh, impossible it's, to count. It really that's has helpful. become. Yeah. And I think and that's why the book of Exodus and many more came and the number of yeah. disciples multiplied and they increased, increased greatly. And, and I don't know if Paul could so have answered. So how does that to be experiencing something that, mm. that the book of Acts talked about in a bunch of churches is a dream of. How you know, does that feel? You know, really, honestly, it feels very humbling and realizing that we are a team in this together. And this, this takes a church to do this. It takes other partners with us to do this. And I just feel sometimes God has so favored us and honored us in this way. Uh, this has been a remarkable journey. And what this has done is set the stage for even... I believe, greater things ahead because, as you mentioned, these things are in motion and what God's spirit works 
um, we okay. step back. I'm cutting yes. off a pastor All on right. the platform. I know it's never been done, but I'm doing it. So <laughs> time to move on. No, that was fantastic, you. you guys. Yeah. All right, so we have all been on this journey of generosity throughout this time, and it's really been an amazing and incredible one. But we've received some questions regarding that, and so I'm going to go ahead and read them off. Alan, I'll probably start with you on this, um, but guys, feel free to jump in. So I'm going to read off these questions, listen to them, and start answering where you would like. Um, have we reached our goal yet? What happens if we don't? Um, how will the money that has already been raised be used in the future? And when it's time to build out west, will there be another campaign? Okay. Um, yeah, so the first question, the goal question, that's always a really hard one to answer. Um, and I, I almost, I hate the sort of idea of a thermometer and there's a particular number we're shooting for and yay, we got there. Um, so at some level, I think, you know, our goal was 4.6 million was what was committed three years ago. Um, did we reach that goal? No, not quite. Um, but we got 90% of the way, more, more is coming in. And so we're over 4.2 million. And so the, the question itself about if the numeric goal, to me, I'm not as interested in that as if the question is, did we reach our goal in terms of people growing in generosity and people being impacted and thousands of people being impacted by ITI and all those things? Absolutely. You know, those things, yes, 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 we hit our goal. Um, so, but in terms of uh, the financial piece, um, what was the question about the, oh, are we doing another campaign? Was that it? Uh, yeah, like when it comes time to build. Yeah. Will there be another campaign? Yeah. So, so our reality right now is if we say, um, just to give a, a few numbers here, but if 4.2 million, and again, more is coming in. So 4.2 million was given for this, and 1 million went overseas, about 300,000 locally. So you subtract from 4.2, we have 2.9 million. And then um, we have this land that we're trying to purchase for about 1.55 million. Um, and so, you know, that leaves us at whatever, uh, <laughs> one, somewhere around 1.3 million, 1.5 million dollars. You have the wrong dollars. panel up here. If that's right, exactly. But, <laughs> but, but that's, it's not like we've been spending this money on other things. We, we've been following the cloud, and so we're ready to move now because people have given generously. And mm -hmm. so when this land opened up, we were, able to, we were able to make an offer with cash and all those things. And so um, it looks like um, we would end up in the maybe $1.5 million after the purchase of the land if that goes through about one and a half million dollars. Um, now, if you know the price of building, um, you know, the, even this building here, 15 years ago cost $4 million and it was an addition to, you know, so we're looking at new development and, and the, the costs that are way higher than 15 years ago. And so, you know, so I don't know, triple that amount. I mean, just as a ballpark. So then the question becomes, okay, how do we get there? Um, and again, the key part of it's going to be the sale of, the 35 acres would help get us there. We already have some, you know, but that's not going to get us, you know, all the way. Right. And, um, and that just gives opportunity for generosity. And it's always been the case that generosity is needed. Um, and, and we as a church, we know that. We've responded. You all have responded so many ways. The interesting situation we're in right now, as was alluded to earlier, is that this is the first time in about 17 years, I think, 18 years, that we have not been in a campaign. Um, and so we're in kind of this interesting season where generosity is still needed. The vision is still moving forward through For the City Network and through Network Beyond. That's all part of our now, this one fund we have. So these things are moving forward. So generosity is absolutely needed, but we're technically not in a campaign where we're calling people to give over and above. Will we do another campaign? 
I don't know, honestly. I know that um, we want to we want to look at any way we can to continue to um, inspire. Uh, radical generosity in all of our lives because of what happens when that results in our own lives. Um, and we all know, too, that the, just a reminder, the gospel, the gospel is free, right? Jesus paid it all. But strategically advancing the gospel is not free. Um, it requires investment, financial sacrifice in order for that to happen. And so I'm excited about the season we're in. We're just, we just have one fund. We're going for it right now. And uh, generosity is needed. And so we encourage all of us to continue to give and grow in Excellent. generosity. No, I think that's good. You and I were kind of chatting. I think the, most of us were chatting about the fact that as a church and the generosity that's been incredible over these past few years, it's like God is kind of, we've had these training wheels and the, these campaigns have been these training wheels for us and God is like taking these training wheels off of our bike and being like, you have this, you go. And I just yeah. think that's such a beautiful picture of like the generosity we've all experienced in yeah. these past 15 years, you know, and it's just yeah. building up to. So. I almost think like it, going back to the sustainability thing, like it's, it's created like this spiritual sustainability, like, um, I, I remember back in, like, 2003, 2004, the conversation of, you know, how cool it would be to do a campaign to go overseas, and, and how are we going to inspire our congregation to go overseas, it's like, and, and today it's like, that's the thing our church does, and we, and we do it, like, we're the best, you know, like, this is our thing, you know, so each campaign kind of had this, like, heartbeat of, like, how are we going to inspire, how are we going to inspire, how are we going to do this, how are we going to do this, and, and then just seeing today, it's like, that doesn't have to happen, it's just who our church is, and those things are going to happen, that's a part of our body, and those things can't go away, it's impossible, like, to cut off the arm, you know, it's like, these are the things that just the church is, and so if you give, it's going to all that instead of there being some sort of hype campaign to get you inspired. Christ community doesn't need to be inspired anymore. This is just us, mm -hmm. and I love that about us and our family. That's great. You guys, thank you for being honest and not being prepared. I know that was not easy for some of you, so thank you guys for your candid answers, your honest answers, and off the cuff. I am going to end um, by asking you guys one question, so think about this. Uh, Alan, we'll probably start with you again on this, or Steve, we might be able to start with you, but um, what are you most excited about moving forward? What most excite you? Do you want me or Excites him? you. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that excites me um, most probably is it's reflective of the kind of church that we are. I feel like um, we have always kind of had this pioneering spirit. Um, and I heard someone recently define pioneer in a way that really resonated with me. They said a pioneer is someone who is willing to move forward for the sake of other people. Um, and I thought that is so cool because that's really what a pioneer does, right? They're, they're taking risks moving forward for the sake of others. Eight, you know, 15 years ago, pioneers moved forward in generosity so that we could enjoy this building. And so there's this idea of pioneering. Nomads stay in the same place, and they just consume in the same place. It's just for them. And I just thought, it's so cool that we, we're, we're a pioneering church. And so when I think about that, 
I think, wow, what could the future be when we continue to grasp this idea that we are pioneers, we are moving forward in faith for the sake of other people who are not here, for the sake of this community and this region. You know, that, that really excites me, um, that whole, di- whole idea of, of, of pioneering. And, 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 and th- th- this idea that, you know, we used to say, hey, we're a church in one church in a few locations, right? Um, but the reality is we're one church in 2,000 locations because every one of you is Christ Community Church. You're the church. And so when I start thinking about that and praying about that, I think the best days are yet to come. I mean, it is who knows what God is going to do as we follow the cloud, as we take the next step and we pioneer for the sake of other people. I'm super excited about What's to come? That was that's awesome. That was, yeah, it was. That was, that was, that was pretty long. inspiring. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve, what about you? Keep it short, man. Well, okay. I am also excited. Okay. And, I, and I, I was reading a passage in the uh, oh, book no. of Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, but this was so exciting because I was thinking, what is it that really excites me? And, and it was this picture of this little trickle of water was coming from God's throne, from different parts around that throne, and it was kind of coming together into this stream that was about ankle deep, it said. And as the stream kept going, other facets of water came into it, and then it was knee high, and then it was waist high. And then you have this beautiful picture of of a life-giving river that was too deep and wide to cross. But it had fruit trees and all of that. So I'm being brief here. But what I'm excited about is that I think we're at that place in time of, of... as close to a, a movement spiritually as I've ever been to in terms of just this, this flow of God's spirit to bring life to our community, to bring life to this world. And it's involving many people. Others are joining with us. And I just love that sense of movement that's ahead for us. That is exciting as all the past we've talked about has been, and it has been remarkable, and we thank God for it. I, I agree. Where we're going is uh, it's a little bit uncharted, but it's pretty exciting to see what God's going to do. That's great. Yeah. Good. All right, KJ. All right, so on the same kind of path, and I was like, man, you guys stole mine. There it is, <laughs> like being at the end. Um, Sava Hero, um, Teddy Roosevelt, who he had been like this great explorer who would go into places that hadn't been like explored before. And so, you know, going through the things that he's composed, like he talked about, he d- does not have a clue who the p- people are or the diseases that are there or the animals or vegetation. Or, and I always have had a desire to go into things that I don't understand, that I don't have the answers for, to do the uncharted territory thing and having the obstacles and problems that I don't have the answers to and, like, have a backpack on and go into it. Like that inspires me because the people who have followed the answers or they've been there before, that's really boring. And I'm I'm just tired of that. And so this idea of going forward and there aren't good answers and going forward into something that is truly uncharted, um, that invigorates my soul. Um, This idea of following the cloud Brilliant! Like I want to follow the cloud. I don't. That that's 
the, the cloud experience, that's how the, Jew, the Hebrew people got to see God on a day-to-day basis instead of just getting the, his promises. And I want to know God on a day-to-day basis, and I get really excited about that. So going forward, I believe our church is in the best place that it's ever been. I'm excited to be a part of our family. I'm thankful, and I'm invigorated by the truth that God is calling us forward, but he isn't telling us how. Mm. And that is fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I didn't bring mm. Kleenex. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. And thank you guys very much for today. Appreciate it. Well, so I, I believe that the future's wide open and I feel like we don't know what that is. And that's, that's a tremendous, exciting adventure. The future is unknown, and we actually have the gift of the car that God has given us to drive to change that future. I think God's giving everybody a key. It's not just for the people that are, quote-unquote, the professional that we have categorized as the people that do the work, and I'm just coming to watch. It's, it's an invitation for every single person to figure out how they fit in their niche. I'm excited to see what other partnerships evolve from this from here. I think that's one of my big things that I look forward to. You know, as long as people are being helped on a daily basis, if that can continue, um, that will spread. That will bring about, you know, if we help somebody in jobs of hope, you know, he will be able to mentor somebody, they will be able, and it'll just bring about a wave of change. Um, this focus on global ministry, this focus on international, the International Training Institute, and I think that that's going to continue as a DNA component of the church, regardless of whether it's, quote, the focus of the church or not the focus of the church. It's going to continue, and I pray that it will indeed continue. Well, I would hope that the, for the city and beyond, everything that's being done under, under that umbrella would only be able to be increased or enhanced uh, with the new campus. Regionally, to have more of a, more visibility out there um, would certainly be helpful, I think, uh, for some of those programs, and, and it would it'd be a new front door. I think as long as we have the leading and the guidance that we do have, we will go far in the future. That is the, the most important thing, is being steadfast and standing on the Word of God. I think looking ahead, I don't really see anything change. I think it has become part of who we are. I don't feel like we are any, uh, we are not, I don't feel like we have become someone who we're not. We have been living these values. We've been going and being a part of the city in these ways for a long time, but there is a clarity of our voice. There's a clarity of our identity um, and, and a sense of a pathway that we're moving in. Uh, definitely from this point forward that uh, really excites me because I think you can get some traction um, and some pretty pretty powerful partnerships that come along the way uh, when you have that kind of clarity. I think the more that we embrace the identity that we've discovered, um, the more good will come of it um, for us and for the people that we live with. I'm hoping we stay this way so we don't have to. Yeah. We love the music. We have we been in have church, some churches long <laughs> enough that you, know, you get to know the issues, but we haven't run into any that I can think of. Yeah. I think there's going to continue to be 
an engagement and an excitement and a uh, realization that um, this is the church in our community and we want to be a part of it going forward.